Running a successful creative business is not easy, but here at the Ray Whitney Podcast, I want to help you become more intentional and knowledgeable about the growth and success of your business. I'm your host, Ray Whitney, a full-time creative entrepreneur with a passion for helping others achieve their dreams. So sit back, relax, and let's dive into today's episode. Hello, y'all. Welcome back to the Ray Whitney Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm so excited to be releasing this new episode about dealing with difficult clients. That's what we're going to be talking about today. So I'm excited. Today's topic should be good and it should be super relatable for all those creative business owners out there, all those photographers, small business owners, entrepreneurs, like all all the people, all the service providers, all even product providers, even agency owners. All of this, all of all of us deal with difficult people because the truth of the matter is that we are in a service. We are service based entrepreneurs. You know, we are providing a service, whether it's through a product or an actual service um, or through done for you. I mean, there's so many ways. So when you work with people, there's always going to be one or two or five difficult ones. Right. Like just depends on your capacity and how much you're working with people. But the more you work with people, the more you know that you will have to deal with difficult clients from time to time. So I want to just talk about it. And so on today's episode, I want to just break down four tips on how to deal with difficult clients better, how to turn those lemons into lemonade and how to make the most of it. Because at the end of the day, you know, it is so disheartening when you have a difficult, a difficult client. Like a lot of us, we take blame. We feel bad. We, you know, we go down our whole negative downward spiral on all the things we could have done or why, questioning why we even do what we do. Right. And so I want to stop you in your tracks right there and tell you, nope, we're not doing that. Right. We're not doing that. I want to give you these four tips because, again, we all deal with difficult clients. I have had a few difficult clients and I'm so grateful to, to, I'm so grateful and thankful to God that he's like blessed me with really amazing clientele and a true abundance in clients over the years. You know, I never, you know, would have thought that it would be, I would have this business in this way and serve the people that I get to serve. And I mean, it's, it's incredible. I've shot hundreds of weddings and hundreds of sessions and literally traveled all around the world for all the things, you know, and I'm so grateful. And so yes, while I have amazing, amazing clients that are super aligned and ideal, I've also had some difficult clients. I've also had some bad apples and I've also had some lemons in the bunch that were rough and taught me a lot of lessons and a lot of things that I want to share with you on this episode. So that's what we're going to be talking about. So let's jump right into it. I think that one of the most important things that you can do when you're dealing with difficult clients is learn from the mistakes right? Like we all make mistakes. And I think sometimes we will really like go in on ourselves. Like, why didn't I do this? Or why didn't I have this? Or why wasn't this already in place? X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z, whatever. You have to be willing to learn from the mistakes, right? Learn from the bad situations. Like take a moment and pause and ask yourself, what is this situation trying to teach me? Like what, what from the situation can I improve, improve upon? What holes, what gaps can I fill in, right? What is the situation trying to teach me? I think that, you know, 
there are a lot of different lessons that a bad client situation could be teaching you. It could be teaching you in a lesson around contracts, right? It could be teaching you a lesson around payment terms. It could be teaching you a lesson around setting clear client expectations early on. There are so many lessons that we can learn from difficult clients and we have to pause and really take heed to what what is this teaching me? I I know, you know, I, on this episode, I'm, I'm definitely not naming any names. I'm not talking about anybody in particular. Truly, I'm not. But I am in the business of people. I'm a service provider. I'm a photographer. I am a coach. And I deal with people intimately. I deal with some of the people's biggest days of their lives. I deal with a lot of you know, people critiquing themselves and how they see themselves in images, right? Like as photographers, we deal with that. And so it is, it's normal. It happens. So one of my first difficult client situations was more so around, it was more so in my opinion, like, you know, the client not being happy with how she looked how they looked on camera, you know, and just really having like having a tussle with that and kind of pointing the finger back at me. And that that can happen often. And I know, you know, for me, I truly care about what the outcome, the images, like I want people to love what we get to create together. And, and I'm very intentional about showing people some of the best shots as we're getting them throughout the session to kind of boost their confidence and boost that vibe and that energy for them to see what I see. And it, you know, kind of like, Oh, that, you know, that's amazing. And kind of like, kind of gets them, you know, boosted a little bit. And so I remember doing that and, you know, she was liking them and it's just one of those things I've had that, that, client situation taught me about setting clearer client expectations during a shoot, setting better boundaries with clients around the vision of their shoot. And at that time, really staying in my lane for how I liked to create, right? This client wanted something kind of outside of my realm. I could do it. I could deliver on it. But it's like she fell in love with my work in one way and wanted something different in another way. And that's a clash. And I, as the professional, I have to be able to communicate that to her from a visionary standpoint, uh, explaining from a basic standpoint, lighting and what she's saying she wants versus what she sees. And you know what I'm saying? Kind of staying in my creative lane that I know I was able to deliver on and that I know that she loved. So I learned that, right? Like now I talk to clients heavily about lighting and about you know, if they share images, um, some visionary vision, vision images with me for their session or their wedding, I'm breaking that those images down, looking at like expression. I'm looking at scene. I'm looking at lighting. I'm looking at texture. I'm looking at color. I'm looking at all kinds of variables that they may not be paying attention to and kind of as a professional, giving them my, my professional suggestions and opinions in order to bring these things to life. And that is very important, right? That's what that lesson taught me. And so I think when we talk about dealing with difficult clients, you have to be, you know, you have to be leaning and ask yourself, what is this situation trying to teach me? Right. What is this difficult situation trying to teach me? What can I learn in this? The next tip I have is, you know, not allowing difficult clients or difficult situations you find yourself in with clients to kill your momentum or your mindset. Now, this is difficult. This is hard because, you know, 
as a service provider, someone who has loved photography for years, it has this passion and love in this gift in it. And as you know, also has a passion and love and gift in helping and motivating and teaching others. It's, it's like this natural knack. My heart is connected to the things that I do. And so when you deal with a difficult client, you really, it, it hurts. It hurts. It, 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 it hurts your, it just hurts. I want to say your ego. And, and maybe that is what it is, right? It hurts. It hurts. It can hurt your feelings. You can have feelings connected to it. And sometimes that then, we then like want to crawl into a shell or we want to just like, you know, step, step down or, you know, like I, I you know, kind of, I don't want to do this anymore. I, I can't do this anymore. Like to kind of get out of that limelight, quote unquote, that we feel like we're in or, you know, we can allow it to kill our momentum. We can allow it to really mess up our mindset. And so my opinion here is yeah. So you notice you have a difficult client, you're going through a difficult situation. I highly suggest taking time to process all of all of that situation, whatever that looks like for you. Some people process it quickly. They can process 24 to 48 hours. You know, they're back up and moving. They can shake it off. Some people, it takes a week or two weeks, a month, you know, to really process your feelings, your emotions, your thoughts around it. What just happened? What mistakes are you learning? Like the true to take yourself through all of the things, all, all of your thought work there. And so just take time to process. So that might mean you step him down for a little bit, a couple of weeks, a month from the business, taking time away, disconnecting, really taking intentional time away, doing other things that you love to do that are not related to the business or for forward facing with the business, right? Marketing and selling and all of that kind of stuff, just to kind of process, right? And then again, going back to that first tip, what is this situation trying to teach you? And when you are able to process your feelings and your thoughts and emotions around it, and then you're able to come up with what it's trying to teach you, now we just have to put it into play the things that it's here to teach you. So if it's here to teach you something to tighten up on your contract, tighten up on that contract immediately, right? If it's here to teach you, oh, I need to put contracts in place, put the contract in place immediately. If it's here to teach you that you need to have better kind of better, a better framework around your consultations and how you lead conversations with potential or client or current clients, then do that. But it's like you have to learn from the mistakes. You have to take time to process and not allow it to kill your momentum and to put into action, you know, some new practices that are going to help you improve so that you don't have to you can get better every time. Right. So you can get better every time. And, and when these difficult client situations arise and I want to sit here and say, you know, you'll never get difficult clients or I want to sit here and say that maybe you'll never, ever get, get another difficult client. And I hope that for you. I really do. I hope that for me. I hope that for all of us. But when you are in the business of people, just know that there's going to be a difficult client that come up here and there. It is just I don't I, you know, in some sense of the word, the inevitable it's like when you think about the odds, you know what I'm saying? If you have nine amazing clients and you have one that's like ooh, a little rough, a little difficult, that's not bad. That's not bad, right? And, or you take that on a bigger scale, you have 900 amazing clients and you know maybe you have 10 that have been rough over the terms. Not too bad, right? And, and I think another tip, this is, this is another thing. This leads me into another tip here. My third tip is, 
starting to realize the yellow flags early, earlier next time, right? To determine if you want to deal with this kind of tussly client, this client that's showing some difficulty, you know, throughout your process. If you have the capacity to deal with them, to potentially work with them, right? Like really just like realizing those yellow flags early on so that you can make your own decision on if you want to even take this client because we're not clients for everybody. We cannot service everyone, y'all. We just can't. We just can't. We have to really like hone in on who it is that we want to service. Like there are some people that just are not going to align with your value system. There's some people that's going to not align with your beliefs. There's some people that's just not going to align with your energy. So to try to force a round peg in a square hole, it's just like, it's not going to work. I hope I said that analogy right because I might have said that backwards, but here we are. But some things just aren't for you and that's okay. And the more that we pay attention to things that are, are for us, the more we can hone in on that. So starting to realize what those yellow flags are, Maybe it's someone that's habitually late to calls. Maybe it's someone who you have to like constantly like run behind for the things, whether that's payment or information or whatever. It's like you're 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 constantly running behind them trying to figure out the thing because some way, somehow they're not doing the work in the process. Right. Maybe that means they someone that is, you know, combing through your contract in ways that doesn't feel comfortable. Right. Like, I mean, there's yellow flags that present themselves. Often, usually, especially when we take time to have that awareness of what we're learning um, and, you know, our capacity and like what happened here and just thinking through that entire, you know, that the, the, the when that difficult client came and how they came and what showed up, like when you're just t- kind of taking time to think through and process those thoughts and having that level of awareness, you will realize yellow flags. Y'all, we write those yellow flags down, write them down. Find a notebook, journal about it, write it down, put it a notes in your phone, write it down, write it down, write it down, write down the the mistakes that you're learning, write these things down. Don't let them just stay in your head because honestly, everything's in in our head. There's so much going on up there. And so sometimes we won't be able to remember when it's time to remember, when it's time to really take heed, when it's time to put some things, some new things into play, right? So realizing what those yellow flags are, writing those yellow flags down, taking time to process your feelings, your thoughts, your emotions through the difficult client and not allowing it to kill your momentum or your mindset and learning from the mistake. Asking yourself, what is this situation trying to teach me, right? And so my last and final tip here when it comes to dealing with difficult clients is Really realizing what was in your control and what wasn't. This is so big because there are things that a difficult client might come with that is absolutely not in your control. Like you cannot control that person's temperament, that person's thoughts, that person's actions, that person's expect. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, you can't control the expectations because that's why we have to have really clear honest, open, professional conversations around our services. But some things just aren't in your control. You know, someone not liking their body or their hair color or the shape of their nose or the way that their elbow lays on their side is not really in your control. (laughs) It's not, you know, and sometimes as visual 
artists or photographers or people that create visuals for other people. It's like we're like almost in a sense showing people a mirror of themselves of how we see them. And in some instances, some people don't like it. <laughs> they don't like it. And that's why you we have Photoshop and Autotune and Facetune and all the all the things, all the tools and da 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 all the things that are out there now to digitally alter ourselves post in post-production post the photo shoot right right and so if you are a photographer that does that that's awesome you could communicate that because that is an added bonus but if you are a photographer who is not doing all this digital altering as a part of the standard package that's okay too it's okay right and so we have to be able to talk about those things we have to be able to lead with those things we have to be confident in those things because you know I'm perfect example I'm not a big digitally altered photographer like yes I definitely make edits skin corrections tone cropping you know I definitely you know I definitely do my thing you know I I like a good clean face and I like to clear up certain things that's going on in people's face but I'm not the girl that want you know I'm not the photographer that's about to digitally alter all of the images and and all of the photoshop your body and your, your nose and your chin and your waistline I'm not that girl now if I have a client that wants some extra edits done we can do that but that's will be for an additional fee and that is communicated you know um a lot of the work that you all see that clients see that's out in the world for people to see forward facing none of that is digitally altered right like that is just my straight up editing style I don't say not digitally altered because it is in a sense it's all digitally altered what we do right but it's not photoshopped it's not face face tune and auto-tuned and all the thing I don't even think auto-tune I think that's for singing I don't even know why I'm saying that but it's not I'm not digitally altering it heavy to like adjust someone's body part in a in a in a major way unless that is an additional they pay for that additional and my clients love that to be honest I attract clients that don't want to be all kind of photoshopped up and digitally off like and so I am for them they are for me and others may may not be for me and that is okay and I'm confident in that very confident in that and the more that I lean into that and find the clients that are for me that love my work you know the better the outcome is and that's for all of us right whether you're a photographer videographer makeup artist hairstylist whether you're a lawyer it it does not matter when you're providing a service for someone you're not going to be able to do everything for everyone exactly how everybody exactly wants it and how everybody it just is not possible how do you do the thing how are how do you put your sauce your juice your drip on it make it to make it really you know special and unique and attracting those people that want exactly that, right? So realizing what was what's in your control and what's not in your control. There might have been some things that went wrong or went left or right, or let's just say left, because they, they didn't go right. They went left, but that were in your control, the things that you could tighten up on. There might have been some holes in your processes. There might have been some terms in your contract that, were not, you know, did not serve you, you know, or maybe there were terms that needed to be in there that weren't in there. There might have been some things that you you did that you could do better at um, that you could learn from. So that's why we have to take that time to learn from those mistakes and realize 
what's in your control and what's not in your control and whatever is in your control. Let's make a plan of action to fix it, to improve it, to break it down, to really like um, understand it better, whatever you need to do um, to, to serve clients better, the next, you know, next client better in a better way. And so that you don't keep repeating the same cycle time and time again, let's do that. And if it's not in your control, we just have to be willing to let it go. Right. And just say, you know, it's just not in my control. So, to wrap this up, to summarize, difficult clients can be hard, right? Like it really can make us feel like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? I don't even have to do this. I'm not good enough. You know, it can have imposter syndrome kind of show up. It can make you, you know, kind of want to retreat in and hide away and just like give, you know, kind of give you the blues and make you feel sad and down. It, it could it could affect your mindset. It could in turn affect your momentum. But that's why I made this podcast episode because if you're listening, you are, and you're an entrepreneur or service provider, or you're a small business owner, and you work with people, difficult clients is pretty much the inevitable, right? Like it's it's gonna happen. It happens to the best of us. It happens to some of your most favoritest people ever in the whole wide world, right? Like it happens. And so these four tips I hope that I gave today really help you deal better with them and learn from them and know that you're not alone and that, you know, it's part of being a business owner. And the thing is, is that I want you to learn from the mistakes. I want you to ask yourself um, what you are learning in this situation. I don't want you to allow it to kill, kill your momentum, right? I want you to process and take time to really understand your thoughts, feelings, and emotions around it and what you could do better. I want you to realize what was in your control and what wasn't in your control. And I want you to start to pay attention to yellow flags or red flags early um, so that you can determine if you have the capacity or if you want to even work with this type of client, right? Um, so that they don't repeat themselves over and over again, okay? So I hope this was helpful. Let me know. If so, I want you to share it with another small business or another creative entrepreneur, another entrepreneur friend that needs to hear this message, that needs to hear these tips, that needs to know that they are normal and they're not like, you know, losing it or anything because, man, sometimes it can feel like that when you have these difficult clients. You just feel... You, you just go on down a rabbit hole. I've been there. I've been there a few times, but I, no, 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 no. We're not going to allow that any longer. We have gifts and talents to use. We have people to serve. We have impact to make. Um, we have legacies to build. And so we got to keep showing up and we have to keep doing that. So thank you so much for connecting with me on here. It is July. We are in the month of July, 2023. And so prime summer months. Um, if you're a photographer that's listening to this and you're just starting out, maybe you're just starting your business out or, you know, you're just kind of getting your business going, kind of trying to build up that momentum. I have an amazing self-paced program called From Hobbyist to Pro that would be so, so good for you. I've had over 75, I think maybe even 100 photographers go through that program to this day. And it's just been phenomenal. They, it has transformed their business. They are on to bigger and better things. Um, some of them are now full time. Some of them have, you know, um, associate shooters I have so much going on, booked and busy. Um, and so if you want to get there, if you want to niche down and find your specialty and make, you know, your first thousand dollars, two thousand dollars, three thousand, four thousand dollar months in your business, and you want to make that consistently time and time again, from hobbies to pro will be great for you. So just 
just send me a DM on Instagram. Say, girl, I'm interested in From Hobbyist to Pro or say I'm interested in your self-paced course or whatever because I want you to succeed. I want to see you do your thing and I'm here for you. I'm here to help. But other than that, I will talk to you all later and I will catch you on the next episode. Okay, have a good, good, good rest of your day. All right, bye. All right, so that's it for today. Thank you so much for tuning into the Ray Whitney podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and really gained some valuable insight. I would love it if you would take a few minutes and subscribe to the podcast, leave a review and or share with a fellow creative that you believe that this info would be helpful for. Success as a creative is not just about talent. It's about strategy, mindset and taking action. So keep pushing forward and keep building the dream life that you want. Thank you again for listening to the Ray Whitney podcast and I'll catch you on the next episode.